Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. It's such an honor to be part of your podcast library, and I'm so glad that you're listening today. I wanted to fill you in on some details of a podcast that I had last week, which was about my wife's healing in June of 2001. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, please go back and do it. But for those of you that don't have time or just want the quick summary of what happened, is my wife was sick and got sick on our honeymoon in July of 1985. And she was sick from then until June of 2001. And uh, when she was healed, it was a quick and miraculous healing. But I made a comment in the last podcast that you may have had a problem with if you heard it, and that is... Uh, that I don't think the miraculous should be miraculous. It should be the supernatural becoming natural in our lives. Now, that's not something that's original with me. I've heard my pastor say it. I've heard other preachers say it, but that's how life ought to be, is that the supernatural should become natural in our lives. One thing that I can point to there is what Jesus prayed about when he taught us how to pray, and that is God, your will on earth be done as it is in heaven. In other words, things should be here on earth now. That's what he said, as it is in heaven. And yet we don't see that. We see trouble and turmoil around us and all stuff like that. Now, there are different reasons for that, and I'll go into those. As a matter of fact, the Quiz It Is podcast is kind of changing its focus, is that we're going to talk more about current events and how they affect us in a kingdom fashion. So some of the things going on around us, I know you probably haven't noticed there are all sorts of stuff going on around us, but you know, the thing I'm going to focus on while I'm talking about this is the mistakes that we make as believers and how we believe about things. That's one that I'm going to talk about. And the other thing that I'll talk about is how we overcome it. See, I hear people say, well, the dark just keeps getting darker. Yes, But did you ever see the dark dim a light bulb? No. A light bulb is always as bright as it should be. A candle flame is always as bright as it should be. And so one candle lit in a dark place doesn't mean that the candle's dimmer. It means that it's brighter. It's a point of light. And we need to remember that in our lives as believers, our responsibility is to have that point of light shining. Oh, even if we're in a dark place. Yeah, even if we're in a dark place. And I've worked in some places that were dark and difficult, and and I won't say satanic, but could have been. I don't know. Uh, we had a we had a meeting here recently where we were at a networking meeting, and this young lady identified herself as a psychic. That she was a psychic. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Now I don't. I don't. Okay, maybe you can, maybe you can't, but that's how she identified herself. Well, some of my friends that were there that were believers were like, oh, you know, they got a little intimidated. I think they got intimidated by it. I didn't like it, but I thought, well, wait a minute, hold on. There's a verse in the Bible that says, I've got that ability too. Did you know that? Now, not to be a psychic, but to know the future. And I'm going to share that with you more clearly on a future podcast. I'm not going to share that today. But there is a way to know what's going to happen in the future. As a matter of fact, God says we already do. How about that? Well, I'll share that with you in a little bit in the future. What I want to concentrate on today is the fact that a lot of Christians 
act afraid of the dark. Why are they so afraid of the dark? Well, because they're not being a light. You know, we have a light to shine on things. Yeah, I mean, are there bad things going on? Are there evil people out there? Yes. But God doesn't say, oh, you need to be afraid of that. Is there anywhere in the Bible that you can find that says God said, you need to be careful? No. He says, be strong and courageous. What is it, seven times in the first chapter of Joshua? And it goes throughout the Bible that God is always encouraging us to be strong and courageous. Why? Well, because we need encouragement. We need courage in a difficult situation. And there's a lot of times we don't get courage in a difficult situation. There's a lot of times we're like, "Um, I don't know what to do. Hey, you know what? The great thing is, again, as I'll share with you in a future podcast, there is a way to know what to do. Anyway, back to how Christians react to things. When my wife got healed, we'd been good friends with our current pastor then, not not the one we have now, not Gary and Drenda Cassie, but our pastors that we had then. Um, we'd been friends with them a long time. As a matter of fact, my wife and his wife hung out around each other quite a bit, and we knew them fairly well. And so they got healed on the uh, 25th of June. I think it was a Monday that year. I don't remember. And um, we invited them to come over and pay us a visit the next day. So they came over. And when we opened the door and Nay is standing there all strong and, you know, standing up normal and just everything's good, the wife's draw just, the jaw just dropped to the floor. It's like, oh my gosh, what happened? And so uh, in they walked and the pastor's like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe it. I'm like, what? What do you don't believe? Well, I don't believe God heals people anymore. This is a pastor. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe, isn't it? Well, we're like that too. I don't believe it unless I see it. Well, in this case, it's a pastor that's denying the power of the Holy Spirit on somebody's life. That's a problem. And so uh, they came in and he explained to us why he didn't believe it. And he had a legitimate reason not to believe it. So my, my dad didn't get well. My best friend didn't get well. Okay. What did they believe? Are they believers? Yeah. What did they believe? See, there's at some point you've got to not only believe in Jesus, you have to know Jesus. You have to go from being a believer to being a knower. I'm a follower of Christ. Why am I a follower? Well, the reason I am is because I believe what he says every time he says it. So when he says that by your stripes, you are by his stripes, you are healed. I figure that's what it means. I don't figure that, you know, when he went around and healing people in the new Testament, especially in the gospels, when they talk about it so much, he healed all of them that were there. Now, some people go, well, he didn't heal people in his own hometown. Uh, that's true. Do you know why? Because of unbelief on their part. The other people that saw what he was doing were able to take it in and go, oh, wait a minute. He knows what he's doing. He can do it. The woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment. He didn't even know what she was doing, but yet she was healed because of her faith in what he had been showing. So I say all that to say this, is that here's a man that I really respected, loved a lot, love him to this day. But he didn't understand what God had in store, what the Lord wanted to do for him, for those in his life. And as a matter of fact, in that particular church that summer, we saw three miraculous healings, three people that were healed from things that you just don't get healed from, my wife being one of them and a couple of other friends that got healed that summer. And yet the other two 
Um, I don't know that 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 healing stayed with them because what the enemy will do is when you get healed, he'll come back and try to harm you again. Because we live in a fallen world, and that just happens. Those are the things that happen to us. I don't mean that it's good. I don't mean that we don't have a way to fight it. But now when my wife and I start to feel sick, and we do occasionally, what we do is we speak to it. Do we treat it? Yes. If we need something like, you know, vitamin C or something natural or even go to the doctor, we'll do that. That's not a problem. But the first thing we do is we speak to it. And you have no authority here because the enemy has no authority here. He doesn't. Now, all the authority in heaven on earth has been given to Jesus. He says that in the end of Matthew. And so if all that authority is there, why do we give any authority to the enemy? The enemy just comes along. He's like, I'll take it. Well, no, usually he doesn't even have to take it. We just hand it over. I'm worried about this. Is there anywhere in the Bible that it says worry? Let me see. Nope, not anywhere. As a matter of fact, one time God and I were having a conversation we do that from time to time, like every day. And one of the, and the, like, Terry, you're worried about so-and-so, aren't you? And I'm like, yep. Well, when I need you to be worried, I'll give you a call. <laughs> well, you know, the fact of the matter is, that's right. When he needs me to be worried, he'll call. So he'll never call. I know he's got my number, but he won't call because he doesn't need me to be worried about anything. It, it says, don't worry. Fear not. You know what fear does to you? Fear will cripple you. I mean, absolutely cripple you. And if you think about it, going back to this pastor and his wife, it was the fear that it didn't work that made him crippled from being able to receive the fact that, yes, it does. Yes, it does. We're so blessed to have in our life now people that believe that it does, that God not only wants to heal us, he already has. He set it in motion. Well, I get in trouble with people sometimes. I know that's shocking. But anyway, I get in trouble with people sometimes because they'll be like, well, you know, it's uh, not his will. Okay, find in the Bible where it's his will not to heal people that ask. Okay, I'll wait. I may be waiting a long time for that because it's not in there. Now, there are some places in the Bible where there's People that don't get healed, you know, I mentioned that a, a minute ago about Jesus in his own hometown because people didn't trust him. People thought, well, it's just the carpenter's boy. What does he know? Ooh, that, what a, how would you like to have lived in Nazareth, known him as a carpenter's boy, and never knew that he was the savior of the world? You could have been his buddy, but no, you weren't. You had to doubt him. And people do that all the time. They doubt what God wants to do in their lives. See, I think it's sometimes tougher to believe for good than it is for evil. Have you ever thought about that? We worry about things that are going to happen. As a matter of fact, that's what fear is. is uh, fear is faith in a bad outcome. I think I've talked about that before on the podcast. And people say, well, fear is the opposite of faith. Actually, fear is corrupted faith. It's faith in a bad outcome. You're sure this bad thing's going to happen. And you can look around yourself this year in the last three or four years, and it's like, well, just nothing good's going to happen. See, I'm, I refuse to believe that. I believe that good things are bound to happen because I'm a child of the living king. I'm the child of the living God. If that's the situation you find yourself in, you're a child of the living God. Why are you always concentrating on the things that God uh, that hasn't happened yet? I won't say that God hasn't done them. They haven't happened in your life yet. Have you asked? Have you sought him? Have you gone out and said, okay, Lord, I don't understand this? And not from a point of blaming him for something. See, a lot of times we'll go into the situation where we'll blame him for things. 
will be like, well, you know, this hasn't happened because, well, as a matter of fact, in the insurance business, they call it an act of God. Well, wait a minute. Is it? Is a storm an act of God? You know, God didn't set up the world with storms. As a matter of fact, it didn't rain until Noah. When the uh, people in Noah's day, he was saying, well, it's going to rain. And they're like, we don't even know what rain is. It's not going to rain. All the water came up from the deep, you know, the water like that. And so we look at it and we're like, Lord, what are you what are you trying to tell us here? What's good? What's bad? Listen to him because he will have concepts and ideas and points that he wants to make to you. But he also has correction. And that's one thing that we don't talk about much in the, in the uh, kingdom of God these days is how he can correct us. Um, as a matter of fact, I, wanna, I think one of the things of the gospel that we don't talk about much is uh, th- there's confrontation in the gospel. There are times when Jesus will say, you know, to the woman at the well, he's sitting at the well with her. He loves her. She's been divorced five times. And he says, go and don't sin anymore. Well, wait a minute. In that culture, she couldn't divorce a husband. The husband's had to divorce her, had to leave her. Well, that's awful. And, and they leave her without anything. She has no inheritance. She can't own a business. Don't know whether she had children or not. So Jesus not only comforted her, but he said, this is what you shouldn't do. Well, we don't do that in the body of Christ much, we don't say, well, you know, uh, we or we will say, you know, you need to straighten up. No, we'll say, okay, these are the things that God says. How does your life line up with that? I think one is a whole lot more peaceful than the other. But if you go back to the original context of my podcast for today, a reminder of the goodness of God and his healing power in our lives, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, even financially, he wants to heal us by his stripes. We've been made whole. And there are people that don't believe it. And there's nothing you can really do about those people except show them what's happened. And even then, some of those people won't believe it. Some of the people that as I mentioned to you, our pastor at that time and his wife came over and he didn't believe it. There was nothing I could do to change his mind and didn't even try because I can't, I can't imagine sitting there looking at something and thinking what he said. And that was, well, must've been a misdiagnosis. Really? 16 years worth of misdiagnosis, and then all of a sudden, on a Monday morning, a deluge hits my wife, God heals her, and she's up standing and running around the house? That wasn't a diagnosis. That was God's Word. That was God's Word coming to fruition. So if you struggle with that kind of stuff from time to time, I'm always happy to talk to folks. You can reach me. My website is quizthediz.com. You can email me at terry at quizthediz.com. And if you would, please subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you rate it on your favorite podcast app. Listen, I want to tell you something. God has a plan for you, and we're here to help you find it. The Quiz That Is podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz That Is.